Hey everyone, how's it going? And welcome back to the Barbell and Beers podcast. Um, I cannot lie to you, I'm extremely excited by this week's episode and more in particular about this mini series that I'm about to kick off. So, you know, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the Instagram post or you may have seen the um the little caption obviously underneath this in Spotify, Apple Music, and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm launching a brand new series called the Client Spotlight series. And I've been wanting to do this for a while, but you know, life gets in the way, uh, lots of other things going off and stuff like that. And um, but it's something I've been looking forward to for a very long time. The reason I wanted to start this series is very simple. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to bring on the people that I've been fortunate enough to work with uh, to be able to come on, kind of talk about their story, talk about their own transformation and kind of give you the stories that you need to hear to kind of influence you that, you know, the results and the kind of the, the goals that you aspire to can be achieved by just the most regular of people. Um you know, it's all well and good me releasing podcast episodes saying, hey, you should do this, you should do that. And if you do this and that, you know, you're going to get results and stuff, right? That's all well and good. But the evidence is what you need to be able to really convince you, right? I understand that, you know, my coaching message in particular, you know, this idea of being able to get in shape without, you know, kind of sacrificing your social life. It's a very niche message and it's not something that's talked about a lot in the fitness industry, which is, you know, to a degree probably makes it very hard to believe in stuff, right? So part of the reason I wanted to start this little mini series was to kind of bring on my clients who have been through my coaching systems, who have kind of taken on board uh, everything that I've taught them, all of my different coaching principles and stuff like that, put them into practice, got the results that they want, and have been able to do so, you know, kind of without giving up their social life, uh, you know, without giving up their favorite foods while still being able to, you know, drink beers on the weekend, things like that. So to kick off this little mini series, um, I've brought along one of the big guns is probably the best way to describe it. Um, so I'm going to introduce Michael shortly. Uh, Michael has been uh, you know, a really good friend of mine for a long time. He's also been a client of mine for a while now. Um, to anyone who follows me on Instagram, you've probably seen me talk about his transformation before. Um, Michael is the guy who went through the crazy weight loss transformation, who dropped over 55 pounds uh, in the space of you know six months, I think it was six, seven months, something like that. Um, but throughout all of that, probably one of the biggest things about that incredible weight loss transformation is that practically every weekend, Michael was still having a few drinks. He was having pizzas. He was having burgers, things like that. Um, he is really the embodiment of everything that I believe in as a coach and the message that I try and preach. Everything that I have ever kind of put out there on social media in terms of the the content I've put out, the strategies that you can implement uh, and things like that to kind of you know have a balance of social life and still get results. Michael has implemented all of that over months on end. And, you know, he's been able to achieve just one incredible transformation. So I'm bringing him on to this series. And he's obviously the first guest that I've got on for this little mini client spotlight series to kind of talk about his story. He's going to run you through, you know, kind of the entire process from start to kind of like right now, where he's at right now, the things he's learned, the things he's implemented, um, you know, he's going to give you a full insight into, you know, what it takes to lose this amount of weight. Because, you know, I'll be honest, losing over four stone is that's not an easy task. That is a very, very difficult thing to do. So he's going to give you a real insight into, you know, kind of how that process works, how you stay motivated through all that, um, you know, the real kind of key success behind how this result's been achieved and all things like that. So without further ado, here is Michael. Michael, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks. Sorry, I got stuck on mute. <laughs> Nothing's changed in a few years of working from home, but there we go. Um, yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, mate, I am fantastic. And I'm, uh, yeah, really, really excited to have you on for this. Um, I know that we're going to have one hell of a good chat right now. And um, 
I already know that this episode is going to be so, so valuable to people. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'll kind of get this kickstarted then and we'll kind of like dive straight into this interview and kind of give you an opportunity now to kind of tell your story and, you know, kind of talk about your transformation. So first and foremost, then, um, kind of where were you before you started this journey and uh, kind of what were your biggest roadblocks before you started this weight loss journey? Um, so it was a bit of a weird one for me because I've always been a bigger guy and I've always for a long time sort of gone to the gym and done a bit of everything, played five-a-side hockey, things like that. Um, and then it just got to a point where I was a little bit just, uh, not even a little bit, I was very much in a rut physically and mentally. Um, we went out for a walk with some friends, uh, like Rufford, took the dog and whatever, and we just took some photos. And I got home and I went to put them on my Instagram story. And to me, it looked like someone had used that fat filter on my face. And I was like, I've had enough. This is enough now. Like I'd never seen myself look like that. And that was like a big sort of, it wasn't like a spot moment because I, I knew it had been sort of building up. Like I'd spent the whole of lockdown drinking crates of beer pretty much every day and takeaways three, four times and a week just sat playing on the Xbox, like not moving, not doing anything. Um, going from being quite active, which probably maintained me at not necessarily a healthy weight, but it maintained that weight. And I was like, well, I do all this activity so I can eat and drink what the fuck I want, um, which was true to some extent, but then it had just got sort of it out of control really. Um, and that's when it started to really take a toll on me as a person. Um, and it was the, the lack of just not having anything to do any, any felt like no sort of purpose. There was just getting up and just existing, even though I was still working. Yeah. Um, and that all of that bundled in together was where I got to, where I was like, something needs to give here, like something needs to change. Um, and obviously that's when I started working with, with you. Um, and that was January 2021. I think so, yeah. Something like that. Uh, I know we'd, we'd speak, spoken many times before, like you said, but that was when we prop, like, actually started working together. Um, and so the, the gyms were still closed at that time as well. Um, and I was before I was a very, very casual gym goer, like I'd just go and do stupid shit with my mates and um injure myself constantly and uh, like it wasn't a serious thing it was just a it was almost something to do um and then the the sort of first hurdle was changing that into actually having a structured program every morning before work and then on top of that resistance bands and the little dumbbells I could get my hands on and lying on the kitchen floor (laughs) and uh, uh, doing split squats holding on to the sink and stuff like yeah. <laughs> sissy squats sorry that that was ridiculous but that was like the first sort of wake-up call um but it was it was good it was a routine and it was a certainly what I needed um and then a few weeks into that was when uh, I lost my mum at the start of February mm. that year and it was it rocked me as you well know um but thankfully i'd gotten into a bit of a routine so i used that as a way to just keep me going keep me going day to day um and in some weird way it actually helped me because it was like i needed something to take my mind off what happened yeah um and it was like a domino effect it was helping me um in, in my sort of journey so 
it worked out kind of well. It was like a weird series of events. Um, but that was sort of how it all started. From that moment on, it was just like a snowball effect. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mate. And um, <laughs> I, I kind of think back about it now. And I, I remember when you started, you kind of, like you said, you was in a position where you were kind of coming at me and you kind of had like a, a lack of purpose, really. Um, yeah. You know, you just kind of were just kind of like floating through life, just kind of getting up, going to work and things like that. But yeah, you're right in what you're saying. I think it was just a series of events that kind of got you to this position where you were like, you know what? I need to lose a ton of weight right now and I need to create the best version of myself. And I think, you know, when you took those photos to begin with at Rufford, we looked at that photo and you, you know, just really didn't like what you saw sort of thing. That was probably like the big one. And, you know, that is the case for a lot of people, right? I think a lot of people, you know, kind of go through this in the back of their mind where they think, you know what, I might need to lose a little bit of weight. You know, I might need to work on this and that sort of thing. But ultimately there will always be one trigger that just makes someone go in their mind like, you know what, that's it. I've had enough, fuck this. Let's make a change. And that was definitely, you know, one of the big ones for you for sure. Um, and I think you're right in what you're saying as well. I think um, the lack of structure really was probably your biggest downfall. But then ultimately, the minute that you started getting that into place, you started losing the weight, you started improving your fitness levels, you started seeing, uh, you know, kind of like more confidence in yourself, that kind of thing. And bear in mind, this was at a time, you know, went quite rightly, you know, gyms were still shut. Um, you know, he was having to train from home during the dark in the winter and stuff like that. You know, I look at it now as where, you know, obviously in winter right now and stuff like that. Like I, I often look back and think to myself, like, how did anyone manage to keep going through lockdown, uh, you know, in situations like that, or in kind of environments like that. But I think by that point, you started to get obsessed with this idea of just, you know, being the best version of yourself, you know, being lean, being strong, being mentally healthy, uh, you know, being, you know, the best worker you can be, giving the most that you can to your business, giving the most that you can to your wife, things like that. And I think since then, you've just gone on a path where it's just been constantly chasing to just kind of excel yourself, right? Yeah, and that, that it sort of went hand in hand. So when I getting up and, and doing a workout, even if it was a shit workout, it set me up for the day. And like you rightly said, it made me better at work. It just made me a general better fiance at the time but husband now like it was just it gave me that sort of you know that old stupid like influence shit like get up every morning wake your bed have a drink a liter of water all that yeah. shit but that was that for me like get up uh, have a coffee do your workout have a shower and then i am genuinely ready to then go and i yeah like it was such a weird way of sort of setting myself up for the day because i'd i'd done the like the gym in the morning before in the past but there was no real rhyme or reason or routine to it. It was almost just, just get out of the house. And like yeah. it, it was doing it for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, whereas it, it really just got me into this sort of strict routine and not strict in the sense of like, you were hounding me every day to train. It was, I, I instilled it in myself that, right, this needs to be done. I need to check all these boxes off and then I can then do have my day or have my week. And yeah. then that just, it started at the morning. And then it was a daily thing and then it became a weekly thing and then it was a monthly thing. And that just sort of rolled on and rolled on and rolled on as we continued to work together month on month. Yeah. Um, which was kind of what made it easy in that sense. Like, yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, something I've said to you in many of your check-ins over time is just how powerful momentum can really be in this game. I think as you start to just gradually get more and more good days under your belt, you start ticking more of the boxes 
you start to see more of the weight fall off. You start to see your fitness levels massively improve, strength improve, energy levels improve, sleep improve, just everything just kind of thrives from these decisions, right? And I think as that momentum grows, you just fall in love with the process even more. And it's, you know, it's classic habit building, right? It's the more that you do something, the more it's ingrained into like your neural patterns and stuff like that. And, you know, I remember, you know, as we was really kind of just dropping consistent weight, probably by around maybe month two or three, you know, at that point, mate, you, I remember you were just pretty much unstoppable. Like, um, you know, every week your check-ins were getting, there was less and less information because it was just, you were coming to check in every week, like, Hey Sam, you know, I'm another few pounds down. Everything's been great. Ticked every box. Let's keep going sort of thing. And that's because you built such good momentum. So yeah. Um, and it's crazy really. Like I think sometimes just as you get started with something and then as you quickly discover the reasons why you're doing it and the benefits of doing certain things, you just then become really addicted to it. And it's probably one of the more positive addictions that you can have. Right. So, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's a really good answer, mate. So, so yeah, let's, let's kind of talk about just, you know, the, the, the initial result from that sort of first stint of coaching. I mean, obviously, you know, we're now going through round two right now, but in that first stint, you know, drop in four stone or 55 pounds, 25 kilos, however you want to look at it, whatever metric you kind of measure in, if you're a listener, that's a lot of weight to lose. It's, not exactly easy to lose that amount of body weight as well. So what do you think was the key factor behind dropping that amount of weight? Or what do you think was the, the main driving factor behind that, would you say? Um, kind of going back on what I said earlier, it was a bit of a series of events. So um, when we first started working together, I'd obviously made that decision that, right, that, was, that I need to change. And then, um, and then Jane Mafia don't say at the time was that right I'll, I'll do it with you so it was a consistent routine for both of us so we had meals planned out we had snack pots planned out with calories tracked and we were going for walks every day um we were training i was training like more often but she was jumping in here and there and um it just became a normal part of life so it didn't feel like we were making a change yeah. as such we were just instead of sitting on the sofa and just driving to the shop we were just walking to the shop and things like that like even on some occasions it was to get beer or pizza or whatever which sounds stupid but that was that was the trade-off so and that just yeah. became normal and still is normal today like obviously I've had a bit of a hiatus in between um but that's still the norm like yeah. there's so many those like you said earlier earlier those habits um but then the thing that made it really click was um, when we had that initial chat and we spoke about calories and food um, and sort of the, the balance, the trade-offs that you need to make, I'm, I'm going to toot my own horn, but I'm a decent cook um, and I can whip up a meal for any sort of amount of calories that I've got left for the day and still make sure I've got enough for a beer as well. Yes. Um, and that just made it so much easier. Um I know what I'm doing in the kitchen and things like that. So that made it really easy. We could still continue to eat good food, nice tasting food. Um, and also, you know, my favorite thing to do is bank calories in the week uh, and sit on the Xbox and have a couple of whiskeys at the weekend. Um, yeah. And like I said earlier, it was, it, that just became a daily thing and then a weekly thing. So it wasn't like I was having to keep momentum up for nine months. It was just every day and then every week and then so that was just it really uh, we had a plan for a week it made it easier that james was sort of doing it with me and then yeah we just kept going and 
that the consistency ended up being the motivation if that makes sense like yeah they coexisted it wasn't one because of the other or it was just like a byproduct it was just keep doing the same thing and it will keep working pretty much yeah yeah do you know and you've really highlighted something super important there as well which is um and i've said this for a long time as well and i think you, again you perfectly embody this is the best way to diet is to make it feel like you're never dieting and i think that was a really kind of key component of your entire journey to be honest you know i look at it and um over the time that we were together and stuff like that uh up until this point like you know you've made those uh sort of trade-offs right you've banked calories during the week so that when it gets to the weekend you can uh you know have a few whiskeys while you're playing xbox you can go out for a meal you can have a takeaway whatever it may be but because you made that space during the week, you bank those calories on purpose to give you higher calorie days on the weekend. It became a norm whereby you could have the foods and the drink that you normally enjoy anyway. But because you factored it in, you've made that trade off. You've still been, you know, getting your sessions done, nailing cardio, nailing steps, things like that. Um, it's all kind of come together and it's all part of this, you know, flexible game plan that's just allows you to continuously lose weight. Um and it's just kind of going off a point you mentioned earlier on, it kind of just became a thing every day. It didn't really feel like you had to restrict yourself fully. You didn't have to go out your way to do things. I think because we built this game plan to really work with your lifestyle and make it as easy for you to adapt as possible. And then that was kind of the main thing, really, that's just got you from sort of day one all the way up until this point where, you know, you're this amount of weight down. Yeah, it was one of those things that I was so focused on just ticking the boxes as you like to put it the, the the weight aspect wasn't even really in the question it was like it was more as um I feel better I can lift heavier shit I'm happier they were like the they they were what I was aiming for and then the weight was just like a, a bonus almost it was a really weird way that we did it but it was the focus for me was ticking the boxes and then by doing that sort of you got results from yeah. that what that wasn't the sole aim i wasn't like like i wasn't like cutting water weight for like it was for a fight before way day like it wasn't there wasn't yeah. if i put four pounds on because i'd been for a pub meal with my brother i put four pounds on like it didn't matter like it wasn't that wasn't the be all and end all of it i might have had a shit week and i just needed a blowout like and when we just the next day you wake up and you just tick those boxes again it doesn't yeah like exactly. we've had enough of them like it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, cool. the weight aspect i think so many people get caught up on that that's the biggest point like i weigh more now than when we finish but i know i'm carrying a considerable amount more muscle than that the number isn't the key aspect it's yeah. it, it right. just it's just not the most important thing <laughs> yeah yeah for sure mate you, you you're totally right on that as well and you know, I think obviously because you had a lot of weight to lose, it was always natural that you were going to see the scale fall quite quickly and more aggressively over time. Uh, now we are at a point where you are considerably leaner. You're definitely carrying much more muscle mass. We know that through your progress photos and stuff like that. Um, but you're right. And I think you've just really highlighted something I mentioned um, the other day on social media. I think focusing on the process rather than the goal is what's going to get you where you want to be sort of thing. Um and I think you you definitely highlight that. You know, you focused on getting that process right, making that process manageable for you and your lifestyle. And that's ultimately what got you to lose all of that weight and make such a dramatic transformation to, you know, the way you look and stuff. So, so yeah, I think that was a, a huge thing for you really going forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the journey itself, I mean, obviously, you know, we've been working together for a long time now. And um, 
you know, sustaining weight loss is arguably one of the biggest challenges that most people face. Um, you know, everyone in an ideal world wants overnight results. They know they can't get overnight results. Or if you at least listen to the right people who know what they're talking about and don't just, just sell dreams and stuff, right? But answer that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like obviously, you know, you had to kind of uh, you know, consistently be in a deficit for a long amount of time. I mean, I can't remember how long that first phase was, but I think it was around eight months ish, something like that. Um, seven and a half months not that i was counting <laughs> yeah I mean, it, was, it was a long amount of time it was a long time yeah especially in the run-up to your wedding and stuff so yeah. how did you kind of keep yourself motivated throughout that journey what was it that kind of kept you you know getting to the gym getting shit done uh getting back on track after you know a tough week for life and stuff like that what was it that kind of kept you motivated um well like one of the things that you said there was obviously we were getting married in the december um but it, it really was like a weird series of events. So I was sort of three and a bit weeks in when my mum died. And then that was a focus for me was to tick those boxes and it would make me feel better. And I could just sort of get on with my day. And it was, um, it was a bit of an escape. Um, and then by, and then as the weeks passed by, it was like, then we started doing wedding planning and stuff. So then that was in the back of my mind. Yeah. That was part of my motivation. And then, I think by that point the gyms had reopened so it was like new training program and then I was going to the gym with one mate and then he moved gyms and I went to the gym with a different mate and it just sort of kept going and then by that point it was just it was just daily life like it was I'd already got like a taste for it in that sort in that sense like I, I felt good because of what I was doing which was kind of a byproduct of feeling shit because of stuff that had happened and then it was just a that was just my routine that was my life like <laughs> um so it didn't feel like I was like I said earlier it wasn't doing it for a specific reason obviously I had my wedding in the back of my mind but when I first spoke to you I was like oh yeah I kind of forgot that was coming up I literally just saw a photo of myself and thought you're fucking disgusting man you need to sort it out and and then I was like oh yeah and you're getting married this year so you kind of want to sort yourself out and then it was um that was sort of especially when we got to the as it started to get colder again after the summer and stuff that was like the final bit where I was like right you've just got to keep chipping away here yeah, yeah. as you're busy and we had the business that was picking up and then work was crazy and planning weddings and, and that was like right if anything this is just some me time like <laughs> to just go to the gym and get away from everything else in life yeah um so it almost became um I needed it as much as I needed to push myself to go. If that makes sense, that sounds yeah. a bit stupid, but it was like, nah, like you'll feel better. Trust me, just go. And then, yeah. And then that became my motivation is that like it was that was my time out. I needed that as much yeah. as it. I needed to do it. So. Yeah, I think from what you've described there, mate, it may, it really got to a point for you. I think uh, probably probably very early on. To be fair, that you were really chasing self-development. You were chasing that best version of yourself, trying to constantly excel that and get to that best position. So it was a case of getting leaner, getting stronger, uh, improving fitness level, stuff like that. And something I say to people all the time is, you know, you know, you may want to get ready for a holiday or a wedding and stuff like that. And that's great. But if you only focus on a one-time thing, afterwards, you're going to have this massively empty feeling of like, well, what the fuck do I do now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Whereas if you just focus on improving yourself as much as you can throughout this journey, then beyond any holidays, beyond any weddings, photo shoots, things like that, you're going to keep this journey going because you're like, okay, cool. 
that holiday was great. I felt great. Now let's keep improving. Let's build a bit of more. Let's, let's build a bit more muscle. Let's lose a little bit more body fat. Uh, let's keep getting stronger. Things like that. And you know, I think ultimately, by the time I got to your wedding, you know, like you said earlier on, you were like, "Oh, you got a wedding to go like to yeah for and stuff like that." But by that point in your head, you were getting up every day and you were like, "Okay, I'm going to the gym. I'm tracking my calories. I'm hitting my steps. I'm doing all of this to keep improving myself." And I think because of that, that's been able to kind of keep you really going. And, you know, even right now, obviously, you know, uh, in the second phase of coaching, you know, you're obviously kind of recovering now from a dislocated shoulder. Um, it's definitely been tough, obviously, you know, with all the pressure you've had on with work and business and stuff like that, um, to still be going to the gym and doing a couple of leg sessions a week and doing bits of cardio and lower calories, things like that. It's enough really to kind of get a lot of people to just sack everything off. But again, it's that whole thing of enjoying the process, knowing that you're proving yourself no matter what and you are, becoming a stronger and more resilient person with every shit storm that you face kind of thing. Um, I think that's exactly the reason why you've been able to kind of get through it this time as well. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit of a weird way. It's got, I don't know if you've read Tyson Fury's book, the first one, his actual book, not his like fitness program thing that he's, oh, I haven't he's, um, that he sold, but his first book talks exactly about the, how, when he became heavyweight champion of the world, that was his sole focus. And as soon as he got that, he had that empty feeling of what, what do I do now? And that's when he went into that spiral. Yeah. And I think it is, it's that same thing is if you, if you get derailed from, if your goal is to lose 50 pounds or whatever, 20 kilos, it doesn't matter. If you're just solely focused on the goal and then you get there and it's so easy to then spiral out of control because you don't know how to do it. You've got nothing left to chase. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then like, it, he's, it goes on in the book to explain like now he doesn't get up to become a heavyweight champion of the world he gets up to improve him every, himself every day to go to the gym and like obviously he talks absolute waffle on podcasts and stuff but as a as a person like his his focus for getting up every day is not to become a heavyweight champion of the world anymore it's about the journey in between living yeah. his life and being with his wife and his kids and stuff so the mindset change was basically what kept him alive yeah right? so it it's such a weird parallel in that regard, but it makes complete sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Not to say it's not a successful way of doing things, but it might not always be the healthiest way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally get that. But yeah, you, you're right in what you're saying there. Um, and there's a quote in the back of my head at the minute that I've, that I've said in check-ins multiple times recently, but for some reason it's just gone out of my head. I'm going to have to try and find it and send it to you after this. And I'll make a point of this, but um so yeah, I'll kind of have to come back to that one. I'm making a mental note of it right now. But yeah, in terms of, you know, in terms of this weight loss then, so what has this kind of weight loss done for you and the quality of your life? Like, how has it improved your life right now? If you look at yourself in January 21, before we started, to right now, like, what has it done for you and the quality of your life? I think the biggest thing was, like, was confidence for me. So I've, for the most part, I've always been quite a confident, like quite a social person um bit of sort of a class clown in around my mates and things like that um but I'd, I'd lost that like I'd lost that part of me I'd like become a bit of a recluse and I just sat in my house and even though we couldn't go out and see friends and stuff like I didn't even want to talk to my mates yeah like some of these guys that I've known since I was literally like five years old and I, I couldn't even be bothered to reply to a whatsapp group chat like it really got to that point um and then as I started to build a bit of momentum with sort of improving myself, I just 
got that confidence back and back. And that sort of became my addiction is that I felt good, not just like arrogant, but I felt like, you know, when you're in the pub and you're on your third pint and you're just feeling great with your, with your mates, you're just chatting shit and you've got that like extra bit of confidence that you probably shouldn't have. I felt like that all the time. Okay. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. That is a perfect um, analogy. I'm going to have to use I, that. Uh, literally, like I couldn't, I, I constantly felt like that. So that was the main thing. And then that just became like, then I started looking for a new job because I felt more confident. I was learning more things at work. And then I was just improving relationships outside of work and improving my relationship with my wife and things like that. And that just sort of fed into everything I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like backing myself and thinking, no, you fucking, you've got this. Like, and that really helped me improve my, my quality of life from a, an enhancing some things point of view but also like cutting a bit of the shit off and being like now nah, this isn't doing anything for me i'm not getting anything out of this apart from stress and like i just like no nah, i can't i've got other things that i could focus my energy on really that are going to make positive moves basically yeah um and then sort of as we transitioned it was a we started obviously got a new job moved house the business was growing um and then it became more of like a just a steady in the ship sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I realized a little bit before, like I came back to you and said, like, Sam, I need some more help with my routine and sort of getting a bit more structure within my life again. Um, I'd realized I've been doing so many things without even thinking I'd done them. Yeah. And then that just gave me a little bit of a boost. Like when I first stepped back on the scale, I was thinking, this is going to be fucking terrible. I was like, oh, actually, that's not that bad. And then, and then I was, I was doing something one day. I think I must have just been walking somewhere and I was like, I would have driven this. Like I yeah. would easily have just driven for the sake of it. Um, and it was just those little things that I'd realized I'd been doing for that sort of few months where we weren't sort of where we weren't working together that I was like, this is the this is the positive sort of the what's the word? I kind of say the permanent change basically. Yeah. Um so and it was all those little things that had sort of fed into that mindset change yeah that that sort of was the quality of life change for me was that mindset of being more confident backing myself and just doing the right things for both my, my mental and physical health really yeah yeah and you're so right as well mate because like it's quite funny isn't it like what starts out as you know wanting to lose a little bit of weight suddenly turns into you thriving you know physically mentally socially um, you know, it helps you to be a more confident man, you know, especially when it comes to business uh, and when it comes to career and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, really kind of helped just elevate you in so many different areas of your life and stuff. So, you know, what may seem on the outside as being um, just a bit of weight loss or whatever like that, it's it's whole life change, really, which is, you know, the incredible thing. And, you know, kind of going back to a point as well, you know, obviously now we are in our second stint of coaching. Um you obviously had to go your own way for a few months, you know, life inevitably happens. You have to kind of, you know, focus on other things and stuff like that. And, you know, quite rightly, obviously a lot of other things kind of took control of your life and kind of took priority for those few months. But, you know, even when you came back, you know, you didn't, it's not exactly like you gained a ton of weight or anything like that. Some of the habits that we'd installed in that first round of coaching were still definitely there. A lot of what I've taught you was definitely still there and stuff. And like you said, those things have been kind of permanently ingrained. So it's kind of just a case of, you know, everyone will occasionally kind of fall off the bandwagon because that is life. You're a human being, you're not perfect. You know, you're an imperfect creature, right? But it means that this time round, 
you're going to be able to, you know, kind of achieve just as much as what you did in the first stint, if not more, because you've already got those foundations laid inside. So, so yeah, I think that that's a, a massive, massive thing of just how it's obviously kind of, you know, improved the quality of your life, really. So, yeah, I think um final question I've got for you then, mate, is, you know, have you sort of got any advice to other people who are in this position right now where they maybe listen to this and they feel like they've got a ton of weight to lose going into 2023? Um, is, will this come out in the new year or will it come out before the new year? Uh, mate, it's literally going to be posted tomorrow, I think. Okay, so fuck the new year, new me shit. <laughs> get a coach. You don't even have to like get a coach right away. Speak to a coach. Speak to someone that knows what they're talking about. Um, stop like listening to shit on Instagram and TikTok um, and speak to a new form coach, preferably yourself. Um, but any, any decent coach that's going to actually give you the right information that you need um and listen to them like i thought i knew so much and then i clearly didn't because i'd never been taught the principles of of everything uh, and like we've just said it's not just about losing weight like i didn't realize how bad i felt until i then felt good <laughs> yeah. and that doesn't happen if i don't message you and say i need some help with this like and i was quite um i can't forget the word apprehensive at first I was like I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's going to work like I don't because I've never done it before but genuinely I could have just had that conversation with you in the first place and it still opened my eyes up enough to, to make me actually realize that no I do need to make a change I might you might not be able to afford it straight away but it might open your eyes enough to think right I do need to do this yeah um but don't also I don't think this whole like oh, I'll do it on Monday or new year you just do it now <laughs> like yeah stop fucking about and just do it i love that like, <laughs> it doesn't and then when you if you do get a coach when you do get a coach and they give you a program or whatever no matter what supplements you take or training program you are if you don't do the foundations that they're telling you to do like your calories your sleep your steps like the 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 building blocks. If you don't do that, then nothing else is gonna work. Yeah. yeah so I mean, stop focusing on the little things and actually focus on the big stuff. Like yeah. especially get some proper fucking sleep, man. Like that changed my life. <laughs> it's actually just getting enough sleep. Um, but that's one of the foundations that were like that we spoke about so many. That was on my check-in every week, like shit sleep, shit sleep, working too much or staying up too late or whatever it might be because I didn't prioritize it yeah and then once all those sort of them foundations those building blocks became a priority it was easy not yeah. I'm not saying easy but like it made it 10 times easier because then you're only battling one or two things like yeah like a dislocated shoulder for example I can still do the foundations of a dislocated shoulder yeah it, it makes it so much more easy than trying to think Oh, lifting as much weight as possible on a bench press is is my number one priority this week. It's bollocks. It's not going to do anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. speak to a coach and actually listen to them. Yeah, that <laughs> would be my main advice. You've uh, yeah, you yeah. hit the nail on the head there. And I think you know the point you mentioned earlier on about stop fucking about and start now. I think that's massive because you know yeah we're coming up to Christmas. You know. I think anyone who follows me by this point is probably going to know I'm very relaxed with my clients over Christmas and stuff anyway. But that doesn't mean that you can't start now and get the right foundations in place going into January. 
because the way I see it, and I've said this so many times on throughout my content is, you know, even when Christmas is done and out of the way, you're still going to have social occasions coming up, you know, even January, February, March, whatever, like you're still going to yeah. have social occasions come up. You're going to have roadblocks with, you know, maybe working overtime or family issues, life stress, whatever it may be. There are always going to be roadblocks. And if you're not prepared to handle those things, then it doesn't matter whether you're going to be able to kind of, you know, kind of keep, keep the train on track during Christmas sort of thing. You're going to be fucked literally the first time you come up against yeah. a roadblock, right? And right now, starting things right now, or at least getting some form of a plan in place right now can be so important because at least it gives you the foundations to keep going through Christmas. I mean, you have obviously been through many diet breaks with me and stuff like that. And you know how these things work. You know, you know, I give you a little bit more freedom and allow you to relax a little bit more during your diet break. That's the purpose of it. But yeah. at the same time, you know, there's still that expectation of you, you know, going to the gym, make sure you're hitting your steps, make sure that you are tracking your food as best as you can uh, in situations where it's, you know, kind of easily to do sort of thing. Right. And it's through doing those things that you're able to either maintain your weight loss or at least maintain your weight through, you know, a bit of a, a sticky patch or whatever like that. And you know that you've got the confidence of knowing that once the diet break is done, you drop back into a deficit, you know, you kind of turn the jets on and you just get going sort of thing. Right. And I think that's super important coming up to Christmas because this is a time of the year where most people could easily just end up gaining five or 10 kilos just because they just hit the fuck it button and just go, fuck this. Well, I can't go to the gym. I can't do X, Y, Z, can't track my food properly. I might as well just go all out. You can yeah. do that, but then it means you're going to start in January in a hell of a lot worse position. Yeah. I mean, we've got like less than two weeks till Christmas. You could sort out your sleeping pattern and stop going for a walk every day in two weeks. And then that's two less things you've got to start doing in the new year because you're already used to doing it. Like you, yeah. you're going to, it's going to make it easy for yourself. Even if to ease yourself in, like, some people work mad shifts, some people have children and crazy lifestyles. They might work two jobs or whatever to support a family. Like, But you can just start with the little things, the easy things for them to do, the easier things for them to do is then going to yeah. help in the long run. Like, We're not saying let's turn your whole life around and, and, and change your whole routine. Like, like, Just like you don't change your whole diet when you actually start to look at calories and stuff. You just adapt what you've already got. It makes yeah, your life easier. Uh, the earlier you can sort of put the, the foundations in place. Right. Sorry for the interruption there. Um, slight issue with the audio and stuff like that, but we are just about wrapping up anyway. So, um, so yeah, I think, yeah, you're totally right in what you just said there as well, mate. Like, um, like you said, we've got less than two weeks till Christmas now, which is still ample opportunity to, you know, start focusing on your sleep, getting outside to hit a step count, get some fresh air, um, you know, start tracking your food or at least kind of getting the habits in the right place for that. Um, you know, making sure that you stay hydrated, all of those little things that make such a big difference. And then, yeah, you know, you can use these next two weeks almost in a sense as like a bit of a practice run. And then as soon as Christmas and New Year is cleared and you're into January, you can hit the ground running and get going. So instead of spending a few weeks in January, you know, kind of dawdling around and just trying to build yourself up and build those foundations, you can hit the ground running from literally the first day in January and you're going to be in a prime position to make an incredible change and get a result a lot quicker than you expect. And that's if you do that by starting now. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, You've just got less things to add to your to-do list come January if you do it now, because <laughs> it'll be normal. Like, yeah. You would like to think it would if, if you tick those boxes. Um, but yeah, I've got my birthday first week of January, so maybe extend that diet break a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so instead of a two-week diet break for you, it's going to be a three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sam. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I, I think that's, I'm in London that weekend for my birthday, so yeah, it should be good. That's <laughs> uh, right. We, we've handled many, many diet breaks before, so we know exactly how to do that anyway, mate. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, man. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I think, you know, that that was, you know, fantastic for you. I really, really appreciate, you know, obviously you jumping on and kind of just giving your story and kind of giving your thoughts and opinions on, you know, the incredible weight loss transformation that you've been through and stuff. So to obviously anyone that's listening to this, I hope you found it, you know, really useful and stuff. And I hope that you, you know, kind of took some inspiration from this and kind of took a lot of nuggets away from this. Um, I mean, even I've taken a lot of way, uh, a lot of things away from this as well, just from, you know, everything that Michael's been talking about. So but yeah, for anyone listening, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, please do let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are. And, you know, if you also enjoyed the episode, share it around and let me know what you think. But I will see you guys in the next episode. I think the next episode after this is going to be a general episode. And then I'm going to have another Client Spotlight series episode out as well. Uh, I've got a few of those lined up over the next few weeks to record. So, yeah, there's going to be uh, plenty of uh, content coming with this podcast in January and February next year. So that's it from me, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining in and I'll see you all very soon.